the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today is a joyful day. The day on which we celebrate our beloved patron, St. John Maximovich, as he flowers the people abroad in his honor. He is the cause of numerous miracles within our own parish. In his love for us, he gave us this icon. And now he has become our special intercessor for our youth and for the finding of a permanent church home. In the hymns of Vespers, they express that great joy. The very first hymn says, Now who can say that the grace of the apostles has left the earth? And who can claim that this age cannot reveal the praise of God? For the Lord has raised a glorious apostle, a new ascetic father, the wonder worker John, who flashes with Christ's glory. Now, if you saw him with your physical eyes, you might not have thought much of him. He was very short, bent over. He spoke with a stutter. He didn't have a loud, booming voice. But everything about him was small and quiet. However, this humble, short hierarch, as the hymn said, flashes with Christ's glory. Through this humble person, so many people were shepherded to the true faith and in the faith. Another of the hymns from Vespers lists the many places that St. John ministered to the faithful. And that hymn says, Rejoice, O China, Serbia, the Philippines, and France, O Africa and Holland, be glad with all America. You can see what a journey around the entire globe that he made in the course of his life. Having no place to call home, and yet every place he was at home because he was with his beloved. As the hymn continues, our Father John, renewed in God, grants to you perception of the mystery of the eternal age of fiery new creation. St. John lived in the way of saints from throughout all time. As St. Paul said in his epistle to the Hebrews, they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. Truly, the world was not worthy of someone as great as St. John. When he lived in Paris, he was known to go around without shoes. To those who imagined that bishops should have all these fine robes and have a certain stature, he was an embarrassment to them. So they would buy him clothes so that he could have proper clothes like a bishop. And then he would give those clothes away to people and continue in the rags that he was wearing. He had no concern for his, possession, his possessions because his concern was the, the people that he shepherded. He devoted himself to the love of Christ and to the love of his fellow human beings. He was known to never sleep. If you visit the, the final place that he lived in San Francisco, his little apartment, there's no bed there. There's just a chair, because sometimes he would sit down, but never would he lay down. Always in prayer, all night long, every night, for all of the people, for all of the world, praying, praying constantly. And his prayers are continuing now into eternity. In Shanghai, where he was made a hierarch of the church, he cared for the children of an orphanage there, those who had no parents or who had been abandoned. And then, as we know, 
in that time, it was World War II, and then after that, communism rose in China. And so the faithful Orthodox community there and those young children in the orphanage, under the shepherding of St. John, they were brought out of China, and the only place they could go to was the Philippines. So they were marooned in the Philippines and lived there for 27 months, a very long time, not knowing where to go. These were many of them were Russians who couldn't go back to Russia because that had been communist for decades. They couldn't go back to China, whether they were Russian or Chinese descent, because China was now communist. And so they were stuck on this little island for many months. An island that, by the way, had typhoons come through all the time. But one of the many miracles of St. John is that in that 27 months, not a single typhoon came to the island, which was unheard of. In fact, there was one typhoon that was going towards the island and then turned and went in a different direction. But the people on that island saw this miracle because they said, we're not worried about typhoons because that holy man of yours blesses in four directions every night, protecting the people. But they couldn't stay there in the Philippines forever, so St. John, imagine this, this little Russian hierarch, I don't even know how much English he spoke, traveled to Washington, D.C. from the Philippines to plead with the government, the U.S. government, to allow these marooned people in the Philippines to come into the United States. And his petitions were successful, and so this whole community traveled from the Philippines to San Francisco where they remain to this day, and their descendants as well. Even in his final years, he tirelessly cared for his flock. There's a former parishioner of ours who was a medical resident at the University of San Francisco, and he remembers seeing this man, little man in a black robe going through the hallways. He wasn't Orthodox at the time, our parishioner, and so he didn't know exactly who it was. Many years later, when there was a miraculous birth, in which the child should have died, and this young medical resident was now an experienced doctor who only treated the, the most severe cases of pregnancy and delivery. He watched this miracle of this child almost die, and that was his conversion. And so the man that he saw many years ago, he realized this is the same man that now is active in these people's lives many years after his repose. And so he became orthodox. So what is it about St. John? What is it about him that is so poignant? It is his unwavering faith in God, in God's love, in God's goodness, and in God's providence for all of his creatures. Like the saints, he stands with God no matter what happened in his life. Like the centurion in the, epistle to, in the gospel reading today, we hear of this great faith that Christ himself even extols the great faith of the centurion because the centurion did, said, you don't even need to come to my home. Just say the word. That's enough. This is the kind of faith that we, my brothers and sisters, should yearn for. A faith that says, God will do what God will for my benefit. And not just my benefit the benefit of every single person around me. Now the water gets a little muddied for us because what happens? We experience struggles. Of course, who doesn't bless God when God blesses them? Who doesn't give thanks to God when good things happen? 
But when the struggles come, when the difficulties come, this is the time when it really begs the question for us. Is God good? Does God have my best interests in mind? Does he love me more than I love myself? And in our times of weakness, the answer to those questions, whether we recognize it or not, is no. God doesn't love me enough because I'm in this situation that's really difficult. He doesn't love my loved one enough because my loved one is enduring this horrible struggle. God doesn't care, we might say, in our very weak faith. This is what we must repent of. Because we come closer to God in as much as we recognize his unwavering goodness, his unwavering love, even in the midst of struggles. Of course we can say God is good when good things are happening. But the testament of St. John, the testament of our saints, is that God is good even when we're facing struggles. Even when we have the most horrific difficulties. Now St. John, he had no home. But all of those people who had lived all their life in Shanghai and then were abandoned on this island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, living in tents, that's a time when so many of us would really question the goodness of God. But St. John, shepherding his flock, never questioned that. Always knew that God, whatever God will, God would sanctify, God would bless, and God would draw us closer to him. This is the example of St. John. Because our fundamental problem is that we of weaker faith don't really believe in the goodness of God. St. John is an example to us because he did not doubt God's providence for his people, for those orphans that he cared for. And thus he became a grace-filled vessel who poured forth many miracles and healings upon the earth. I'll tell you one last story about St. John. When we went down and visited, I've been a number of times to the cathedral that he served at, and then the new cathedral, which is where his incorrupt relics lie. At the old cathedral, I went into the altar as a priest to venerate the altar, and I turned around to walk out, and I noticed that there are locks on the doors. Now imagine these doors with the archangels having a lock on the inside of the door. So, of course, I asked Bishop, uh, the bishop there, Bishop James, why are there locks on the iconostas doors? He said because one time when he was consuming, consuming the gifts at the end of the liturgy, he was elevated a few feet off the ground, and an altar boy walked in in, in shock and then went out and told all the people. So he had locks put on the, the iconostasis so that when he consumed the gifts, they wouldn't be able to see what was happening. His great humility. So I wanted to close once again with these hymns that our church teaches us. Because our church truly as our mother teaches us everything that we need to know through the hymns of the church. If we have the ears to listen. So if you weren't here at Vespers last night. Or if you were here and you didn't hear these words. Listen closely. Before your precious and incorrupt relics, O Holy Father John. We, the faithful, stand with reverence and awe. Your loved ones cease not speaking to you. Those who hurt you beg your forgiveness. 
Sinners are moved to repentance. Those who sorrow are renewed with love. The cold-hearted are warmed by love. Those who stand at the abyss are drawn back by your gentle hand. Those who are dying are given the breath of everlasting life. Eyes closed in darkness are opened to the light of Christ. Deafened ears are made to hear the voice of angels. O new apostle of Christ, O wonder-working hierarch, pray to the Lord that the Lord's grace may be sent even to us sinners. Amen. <clears throat>